Hello, this is Lori Koppelman. Thank you for joining us for the 14th episode of the Clutter Chronicles podcast, one woman's journey through stuff. The Clutter Chronicles podcast is an ongoing conversation with Mary, who describes herself as a recovering hoarder. Mary lets me ask her anything I want to help me understand how she got here and how she's going about her recovery process. Last time, Mary was trying to make a second vintage clothing store appointment in the midst of being in resistance. In today's conversation, Mary gets rid of her precious vintage robe and lives to tell the tale. Hey, Mary. Hello. So it's been a little while since we've talked, and I know that you've had some projects that you were going to tackle. Mm-hmm. So we need to get up-to-date info from you. What's been going on? Uh, well, uh, you kind of gave me an assignment last time and you said I couldn't come back until... <laughs> <laughs> Is that how that worked? Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember that. Until I... You I were made... not welcome yep, here, huh? Yep. I needed to... Um, I was having. I was going through a real time of resistance and um, I was resisting calling this vintage lady to sell my stuff to yet I was excited to sell the stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm I I he said what you know what makes you finally make the call and I said a gut feeling and he said why can't you just make the call? <laughs> and then have the gut feeling and show then, up, exactly. Right? So something happened which made me just call. And um, I made the appointment, and it was kind of fun. Um, the woman who answered was not the woman that I meet with usually. It's her employee. And What happened that made you make the call? I don't remember now. But I think it was sheer desperation. I, I, I've been in this resistance for so long that you get to a point where you think it's never going to end, and you got to do something radical. So it was, it was just a... a uh, it's kind of like I just get this, like uh, almost like someone's pushing me into it. Do it, mm-hmm. just do it. Like subconscious, whoever it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I called, and I actually was actually looking at my schedule and realizing if I don't do it now, it's gonna, it's I'm never gonna get it done. So that was also a logical thought. And so I called, and they gave me some options, and I was trying to plan it out like I need at least a couple good mornings for me to get this done because I work best in the mornings and get the stuff prepared and I my biggest fear is to not be prepared and either have to cancel or show up with crap so we she offered a Sunday Hmm. and I'm like that's a weird day and I don't think I've ever had an appointment on a Sunday and I was trying to think of the time and as I was thinking 1 o'clock, she says, how about 1 o'clock? And I thought, well, that's my sign. That's hmm. when I'm supposed to go. So I stuck with it. And there are a lot of things that came up on that Sunday that I could have canceled it for, but I stuck with it. Okay. So um, I, I, I say that because um, I think I talked about how this, this – um, resistance is almost like an entity, mm-hmm. like I'm fighting something other than me. A dragon. Like a dragon. Mm-hmm. And I feel like whenever I'm getting really close to making a big success, the resistance is getting higher. 
And it's not necessarily an anxiety. It's not me have like I was excited to bring this stuff mm-hmm. to her. So it's almost like a threat of it being squelched. Mm-hmm. And I knew that, and I knew that even if I could get this one item to her, it would be like a triumph. So I I kept that in mind, and I for the week. Um, okay, so I have a I have a um, a term I don't know if I've used before, but I call it procrastination bandwagon. <laughs> no, that doesn't <laughs> ring a bell. <laughs> And what it's for is when you have a a task that you should be doing, somehow all the things you never wanted to do seem more more desirable to do. Mm-hmm. So you're doing tasks that you wouldn't have done any maybe on the you know, to save your life. Yet <laughs> Oh yeah. There's this big task coming and you really are dreading it. So somehow you have the energy to do these other things. Mm-hmm. And I've Learned. I think that's very familiar yes. for a lot of people. It's, 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 a, it's procrastination, but I'm starting to actually use it. Mm-hmm. Like, I know it's coming. I'm going to take advantage of it. <laughs> I love that you're harnessing it <laughs> yeah. for good. Right, right. And, and it's to the point where it wouldn't be the end, of the end of the world if I didn't make this appointment. It's not, you know, some mm-hmm. thesis that I have to have done. This is just an appointment. Right. So what's funny about that is just like setting your clock five minutes ahead works every time. Mm -hmm. I know that I'm setting myself up for this, yet it still works, so it doesn't derail it. And I had such a whirlwind in me to just start preparing things for after this appointment. Like, I want things gone, and what is this house going to look like when things are gone? And I'm too excited about it to wait until they're gone, Mm -hmm. so let's get started now. And I started pitching things, and I started cleaning things, and I started working on things that I never had the energy for, and I just was kind of a whirlwind Hmm. trying to prepare for the next step, which I haven't even gotten to this step yet. Mm -hmm. And I think had I had that much energy for just gathering stuff for her, more stuff would have been gone, but I just wouldn't have been as prepared for the next stage. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a game. And my main... Uh, purpose of this appointment was to bring her my vintage purses and this vintage robe that I spoke about. Mm -hmm. And I thought, if all else fails, I'll bring them and she'll love them and it'll be worthwhile. Well, I was able to grab more than that. Towards the end, I was running out of time, so I had to ditch some things and just bring that. But it worked out well. Um, I brought her just enough hokey stuff to laugh at and just enough other things like fluff, and then I brought in this robe, Mm. and she died. Mm. She oohed and aahed it, and there's the label. Of course, I can't remember the name, Um, but there was a store in Minneapolis, so it's from that store, Um, the detail, and we both independently, I had figured it out right before bringing it in, decided that it must have been a robe that a, a lady would wear on her wedding night. Oh, okay. Because it was in such impeccable shape. Mm-hmm. And I said, you got to understand that this is something that I went and purchased from this store in in a very, um, I would say, ritzy area um, with these women that would fly out to Paris and come back with items to sell to us. Like, who does that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
And I saw this thing and bought it when I was probably in one of my darkest depressions. It was it was like like a light for me. It was mm-hmm. so beautiful. And it's so beautiful that, of course, I could never wear it or use it. I hung it on my wall. Mm-hmm. And it survived two or three rabbits, three rabbits and a cat and my condominium, if you think about it. It could have been destroyed a, a million different ways. And the fact that I was excited to give it to her was the biggest triumph. And she looked at it and she said, they don't make these things in this kind of quality anymore. And that she's had visions of picking key vintage pieces and then reproducing them because she sews. And having people order them. And this is one of the kind of Mm. things that would inspire her for that. She had just recently... Decided she's going to have to go for this. And oh. here she has a piece come, which mm. is exactly what she's talking about. Chills. I know. Mm. So it made my day that she loved it. I was, you know, totally fine with with everything at that point. And then she said, how did you know that I needed patent leather vintage purses? <laughs> and she actually had a real name for them. There's a term. I can't remember what she called them. It took me a second to realize what she was talking about. But I brought her like four or five purses mm-hmm. and she's exactly what she needed mm. so it was just a match made in heaven kind of thing mm-hmm. our second appointment and we commented on some of the things that we had discussed the last appointments last appointment with our friends some things i learned from her and some things she learned from me and um it turns out that this this shop that i'm working at right now is where she got her chandelier in her store oh huh. <laughs> small world <laughs> totally so anyway um because of that procrastination bandwagon what that meant is i got stuff started it was kind of like prepped and ready for me for when i was done with this appointment and then i could pick up and run instead of come home and have this disaster. The aftermath. The aftermath. I'm trying to avoid the aftermath. Uh huh. And Smart. yeah. And I came home. You were onto yourself. I know. <laughs> it's like I, I know you. I know what you're going to do. You're not <laughs> going to trip your... me up. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. I'm up to your tricks. Uh huh. And um, I I think I've done this in the past, or I tried to do this, like. Like, take example of you go on a trip. I always make a mess when I'm packing for the trip. And the last thing you want to do when you come home is to a messy house. Mm-hmm. So it's that kind of anticipation of what are you going to come back to. Mm-hmm. And I came back, and it was an easy transition. And um, the next day, it was boom, 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 get stuff ready for the next exodus. And I took a carload of recycling in on Tuesday, yesterday. Mm-hmm. And... I came home and I just I can feel the the, the space being chiseled out, mm-hmm. and I can I, how I've described it to people is I'm so close to getting to the other side of it, even though I still have a lot to do, that I can taste it. I can feel mm-hmm. the the change, and my goal right now is to consolidate my projects to the basement so that the upstairs can be alleviated from this. Mm-hmm. Because the joke is 
by the time I have the room to work on this stuff, the stuff will be gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> then I won't need the room. <laughs> so this this reuse and misuse of space on the on the top floor is is going to come to an end. There might be one area where I can't move the stuff out, but for the most part, my goal is to have a bedroom used as a bedroom, an office used as an office, a kitchen used as a kitchen, and take back those spaces. And I'm, I'm really, really close to it. Wow. I know. That's... I know. But what's funny Exciting. is if, if you came over, you would say, well, Mary, you have a lot of stuff. So, I mean, the where I've come from is... is so it's so you can't fathom mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. and there's there's um there's signs of what used to be and how i'll describe this is um i was trying a new way of getting rid of boxes cuz boxes have this tendency to hold in hold things and if you have things out you see what you have kind of thing but you need the order of boxes to hold things right so it's this back and forth push mm-hmm. And um, I decided to get rid of any boxes that were causing too much resistance in me getting rid of stuff and only had open boxes, which are cub food boxes that you can stack. Mm-hmm. Those kinds you get at grocery stores. But then you can't, I mean, you can stack them inside each other, but if you have um, items in them, you can't. But I happen to have a plethora of, um, you know, plastic tubs have lids. I have a plethora of lids with no bottoms. It's a long story how I came across them. But I found that if you use them over a cup food box, you can stack another okay. box on top. I've brought about 10 or 15 of those lids into the garage because I don't need them anymore. Mm. And I'm just so excited. And the cup food boxes have been kind of falling apart as I use them, so I'm able to recycle them. Mm-hmm. But so there's, it's kind of like that... Even though I don't feel the space, I know there those lids used to have bottoms to them. Mm-hmm. Just recently, mm-hmm. and they're gone. So it, it was kind of like a little um, sign of we 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 are moving. We mm-hmm. are moving forward. And your recognition of progress is the most important. I would say your spouse is, is is right in there with yeah. you, but whether I walk into your house and think you've made progress right. or not is is really immaterial, right? Because you know where you've been and you know where you're where you're, you see progress, right? And that it seems like, from what I'm hearing, that it's real progress, mm-hmm. not fake. Mm-hmm. The furnace repair man's coming, and I need right. to move shit around. Right? Pro- that's not progress, right. and this seems like real progress because it sounds like you're getting at. The reasons, mm-hmm. and not the uh, the the physical manifestation right. of the reasons. You're right. getting rid of the reasons now, right? And that that's what makes it stick. Well, and it's interesting because if you think about it, the the robe I had, I I packed nicely in a box with some a bag to keep it protected, and it really didn't take up much space. But in my head, mm-hmm. it did. Mm-hmm. I know it's there. I know that I'm worried about it. I know that I used to think I could never part with it. It'd be the end of my life if I lost it. And all that's just gone. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) 
and 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 I can't and I can't believe I'm to this point. And to make it even more interesting, I'm going to try to turn this into a short story. When I was selling those items at the um, at the boutique a couple years ago, which was like the beginning of me purging, the woman that was helping me, who was leaving the boutique who was sharing her space with me, told me about this lady that she knew that was opening up a vintage shop in Northeast. It was this lady. Mm. And she had she had given her my number back then, like a year or two ago, and we just never connected. She either didn't call me or I didn't get the, the message. And we realized it on this last appointment mm. that, that we had this connection. And I thought about it. I wouldn't have given my robe then. Mm. <laughs> There's no way I would have let her have that. Anyone have it. Uh-huh. So it it's all about your journey and where you're at. And um, I remember reluctantly giving this friend of mine my number saying, yeah, I do have vintage clothes and I could sell them. But I wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. And the key is to walk in and let someone else enjoy it and be free. And, you know, I, I, I think in the past I would have said, I want to know what I got for every item that you bought. I want to know, I want to itemize, and I want to justify why I sold it for mm-hmm. that much. I didn't care. Oh, man. Wow. <laughs> I hope you celebrated real big. I did. Good. How'd you celebrate? <laughs> well, my poor husband... <laughs> He got suckered into going with me, but he wanted to watch a football game. So he went to a bar just just down the block and watched a football game, but didn't understand that it might take a little while. I didn't realize we we talked. I think we were together for two hours. It was a two-hour appointment because wow. we just had such a connection. Mm-hmm. And um, he kept texting me going, I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm like, order without me. We're having fun here. So when I got back... Um, after he ate, he forgave me, and he he recognized how excited I was. I was I was bouncing out of mm. my seat, and I was just saying, "You don't understand what mm-hmm. this accompl- what what I accomplished just handing that to her, and her loving it. Mm-hmm. That was the icing. Mm-hmm. She loved it as much as I did, and there's just something about that where I just I I feel at peace. Whatever happens to it happens to it, but I I. I've, I can walk away from it. Mm-hmm. You were the caretaker for I many was. years. I was, and I loved it, and it carried me. I mean, it was something where it was on my wall, and I'd look at it and I'd go, "Oh, it's just so beautiful." And and she she, it was so funny because of course the the hesitancy as I'm bringing it in, I'm like, "Oh, you know what? Maybe you're not going to like it." You know, I was I was I was building it up. I thought, you know, if you don't like it, don't feel bad. It it might not be your taste. And she just, her jaw dropped. Mm. I absolutely have to see a picture of this. You say yeah, you have, I d- I pictures, do have pictures, right? Do you yeah. have a picture of Sunday, of um, this moment? I Not necessarily that moment. I really wanted her to put it on. Uh-huh. And I just didn't. I don't know why I didn't ask. I was There was so much that we were having a conversation with. Yeah. I didn't want to ruin it. Yeah, no, I get it totally. It just wasn't. 
You didn't need it. Right. I, didn't I was need trying it. to, I was resisting that, which is a good resistance. Yeah. There's a difference. Yeah. Cause you wanted to take pictures and write right. notes right. of everything. And the right. fact that you didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I know it. Yeah. You're tasting freedom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Operation mm. success. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so your husband was happy. Yes. Um, it took it, it took him a while to figure out because of course he thinks this is all silly. Mm-hmm. And I said, "You don't understand. This is a this is one of my and so were the purses. Mm-hmm. I loved those purses. Who who's going to get those purses? Nobody. Me. That's mine. <laughs> and I I just and she went through my stuff and and the stuff she chose was all my favorite stuff. Towards the end, before I ran out the door, I threw some stuff in there that maybe she'd want. And she picked all the things that I had gut feelings that she'd love. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, it was just meant to be. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I don't know how to explain mm-hmm. it, but it's just a, a real joy. Mm-hmm. I can see it on your face. Yep. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad you made the appointment. Whatever it is that kicked you into mm-hmm. to doing it. Um, Mm -hmm. was a a greater wisdom, right? Yep. Yep. Because look what happened. Well, I think we will leave it there for today. And um, I'm I'm so excited to hear what follows now from here. We'll talk soon. Okay. And that ends today's Chronicle. Thank you for listening, for being part of this conversation, and supporting our work. We really appreciate it. If you like what you're hearing, help us get the word out by telling others about our podcast. You can find us on Twitter at ClutterCron, as well as on our Patreon site. It isn't a show without the music and engineering magic of Michael Koppelman. Find out more on his website at lowlife.com, L-O-L-I-F-E dot com. We hope to see you again to find out what happens next on Clutter Chronicles. Mm-hmm.